welcome to another episode of Texas Theme Punk Connection. This is our ninth episode. That's right. Wow, we're really moving on. As you know, I am Fax. Yeah, I'm Flavio. Today we have yet another guest, Mr. Daniel G. Bennis. Uh, Hello. Getting to be well-known in the Austin area uh, for his science shows. Um, and we're really looking forward to talking to him today. Yep, but first, uh, we want to cover what uh, coming attractions for uh, the Central Texas Steampunks we can look forward to. Yes. Right? This is going to be really short because there's only a few of them. Yeah, yeah. So first up is the 16th of August, the Cross Time Cabaret. We've mentioned this the last couple of times, but this is coming up right around the corner. Yes, Russ Argo's Cross Time Cabaret, putting on the Ritz, uh, which is going to be a, uh, a uh, 18 and up show at Sherlock's Pub on the third Tuesday of the yep, month. third Tuesday on the 16th. Uh, which is going to have uh, uh, some burlesque dancers. Yep, and 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 a radio program recorded live, which I'm in, <laughs> and I uh, I don't even know what else. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure everything else either. Maybe some magic. Uh, magic. I saw Ravencraft. Thanks to the internet. All right, <laughs> um, but it's gonna be a good time. Come on down. Um, the, I think there's a small cover charge. Yes, yes. And you can get advanced tickets right now at ten dollars a piece or fifteen dollars at the door. Uh, it's well worth it. There's a number of VIP options as well. Just look up on Facebook uh, for uh, Cross, Time Argos, Cross Time Cabaret. Yes. Yep. And then after that, on the 26th, which is the last weekend of this month, is the Shadows of Solace Steampunk LARP. Right. So we've been talking about that for a few uh, weeks here, too. Uh, this is uh, their first uh, event. Yep. They're calling it The Landing, uh, their sort of premiere uh, story. Yep. It's, a, it's an all-weekend event, Saturday and Sunday, I think. You can probably show up on Friday. I don't know. <laughs> I, never, I didn't research it. But let's look that. We can look that up. Okay. Or, they, or you can look that up on the landing for Shadows of Solace. They have a website on Facebook, Shadows of Solace. I'm trying, but the internet is not behaving. I blame me. <laughs> blaming it on you. We're recording at your house. Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's a steampunk LARP. I believe it's a it's an over it's an overnight two day event. Um, there's options for food. There's, I know I'm pretty sure yeah. that they have cabins and possibly camping areas if you don't have if you don't want to sleep in a cabin. But it's hot outside, so get a cabin. <laughs> and the uh, cover for that is seventy dollars for the whole weekend, including food, lodging, and uh, a good eating with a stick. Yes, <laughs> and Nerf guns. But right, yes, of course. Uh, so that's that's the week. That's the that's what's going on in August. I and I want to I want to talk very briefly. I won't make this rant last too long. Oh, um, but uh, well, I don't know. Uh, if you have been listening to our show, this weekend was um, the, the the event we discussed. All right, was of uh, uh, you know it's, I'm losing it now. The the Wimberley flood gauges had their first uh, show market show um on saturday right at the same time as as Wimberley market days and so we talked about that quite a bit and uh i did get some feedback not from our, through our show but uh on their on their facebook event page complaining that this was happening exactly the same time as infinicon which is up in dallas I had never heard of Infinicon. I haven't either. What or we would have told you about it. I assure you. Um, and the individual was very was very uh, upset that someone would dare to uh, schedule two things at the same time, uh, and <laughs> so that he could not go to both of them. But, um, but but that's up in Dallas, and we're down in Wimberley. That they're long distance away. It's room well, for I, both. <laughs> I I would agree. Um, and, and Texas is pretty big, so you're going to get you're going to get crossover regardless. But what concerns me is that we hadn't heard of Infinicon. True, and I've the whole problem with with scheduling over each other is people are not communicating well enough in the Facebook community, so we know what is going on. How can we go to your thing if you don't tell us about the thing? Right. Agreed. Yeah. How do you? How, we, yeah. I never heard of it. I'm looking it up now. I don't really see much about what happened last weekend. Okay, because it happened last weekend. Right. But uh, apparently they had a good steampunk uh, for the whole event, so there was plenty to do and uh, had a lot of good guests, uh, people we we know. Um, so uh, yeah, I I know it probably bores people who uh, 
aren't going to all of these events that we talk about in every episode. But the idea here is that we want to communicate everything we know that's happening. So exactly. That if it's happening in your area, you'll 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 learn about it. Or if you know, tell us. <laughs> Let us know, and we'll spread the word. That's part of the whole thing here. Yeah, that, that's why we have this this podcast to some degree. We want to open communication uh, across the state for everybody who's who's into steampunk and wants to uh, socialize, meet new people. You know, going to these different events and uh, I don't know, watching movies, reading books, doing the things we talked about here <laughs> on the show. Right. You know, and if, if there's a if there's a specific movie or book or something that you are curious about but don't really actually want to read it, bring it up to me. Or, maybe I'll read or it. Or maybe you did read it. You recommend it. That would be even better. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So that's it. That was my whole rant. I'm off the soapbox. Uh, but yeah, that. But talk to us. Talk yes, to each other. Talk to us. And, and briefly on the the floodgates little fair there. I mean, it was a, it was a small little event for them. Yeah, it was, um, just it was a, like a, they were a feeler for them to see how things would work out. Just sort of a uh, but the downside was it was it's August. Yes, very it's hot in Texas, and there's global warming, or some would think, well, some would argue, but we we believe it's global. But they're they're like it's freaking hot. The other little thing that was going, the other thing that was going on with them what was it the the, the uh, trade days, Wimberley Market Days. Market Days that was pretty awesome. I wish we had more time to walk through that. Yeah, it was like a flea market, but like a a real. A sincere flea market, not one of these yeah, Chinese imports. Uh, from people that made it, or they they're just old, old stuff that they had. Antiques, that, <laughs> grandpa's old shooting gear. Yes, I, I found a really cool belt, um, a gun belt. <laughs> there was lots of cool stuff there, and once it, it'll happen again in September, hopefully it'll be cooler. I want to go check it out again. Definitely, we just have to get there early because they close early. <laughs> Because it was yeah, hot. Yeah. They usually close <laughs> at like four. So it's a, it's a good morning kind of a thing. All right. All right. That's it. So we're done. So, so as we said, we have Daniel G. Bennis here with us. He does science shows. But we met you several years ago for um, the, uh, the Unitanium. Edison. Unitanium. Where you showed up originally, kind of out of the blue, friend of a friend. Yeah. Uh, hit on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know what to do. All those weird people. And he, and he took on the persona of Mr. Edison. Yeah, it's good to see you guys again. Um, yeah, definitely. That was that was the first event we ever did together. And uh, it was Showdown at Unobtainium 2012, Tesla versus Edison. And um, it was a blast. It was neat. Yeah. What, I forget what town. What was the name of the little town? Was it uh, Dale or Ball, That's a good Texas question. Or something? Yeah. There, there was a little – so, so a group of people got together and built a uh, – Little town, yeah, a little western town in the middle of a, of, a, of a farm, and there was a stage, and uh, people built these facades, and they were really cool. And then you walk in, and then of course Shiner, you know, Shiner was there, and yep. and so there, you there know, you could wet giant, your giant Tesla coil in the middle of the field there. Yeah, yeah, there was a big Tesla coil, and then there was a lot of uh, things you could go buy, and vendors, and cool stuff to look at, and uh, but it was neat, and and somehow I I ended up. Um, taking on the role of Edison. And that's what started was that I was originally asked by Maggie Duvall uh, if I would play the, because uh, I kind of did this this mad science skit that I, I did out at um, uh, Round Top, Texas, up at the uh, at Festival Hill a couple years earlier. And and uh, so I did that and, you know, mad science and all the, the high voltage and um all that kind of weird stuff that, uh, you know, was just for fun and lots of lighting and fog machines and everything. And so she asked me about that. And I'm oh, okay, yeah, it sounds pretty cool. I could do that. And then she emailed me back and I knew something was up because the email went on. I skimmed ahead. It went on for a good ways. And I'm like, oh, she's got stuff to tell me. Uh, <laughs> let's see what this is about. It ended up saying, I don't know what I was thinking, but you should be our Edison. And it, you know, I, I was a, a kind of a, a kick I was going through at the time, which I still kind of am, is just to not say no to anything unless it's something, you know, uh, <laughs> and that's un, how, unlawful. And that's how we got you here today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to learn. <laughs> still happened. No, it's awesome to be here. Um, but I said, I said, well, sure. And then I thought, oh, 
I probably have to do some acting. And she mentioned something in that email about sword fighting and fisticuffs, <laughs> uh, which is how I ended up at Thax's place in the center of the, the world of thespianism. Is, is oh, that, I think I call it that. Is that what, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It, it's uh... In 2000, we're okay with that now. <laughs> we're out of the closet. We're all thespians here. <laughs> so, so take a step. Let's take a step back then. So, was that the first like steampunk thing you did, or how did you how did you get into steampunk? And what is steampunk to you? I mean, you is, know, is that how you got into steampunk? Or? That is my that was my first experience with steampunk. And <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry. Better late than never. Um, it, I had to look it up, and Deanna, Deanna, she's the one, so she's she's my better half. She's the one who's gotten me into these things almost every time. If you see me doing an event of some sort, you could probably guess that she met somebody and networked, and then, <laughs> you know, and the next thing you know, I'm the one doing it. Um, so I, if, if she was Mrs. Uh, Edison that day, you know, or the, it was a gunfight we got shot at, and I think that was... Yeah. That was yeah, kind of fun. Yeah, I think Thax was in the middle of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bodies laying everywhere. And I'm still without words for how all of that kind of just fell together. Yeah. That that whole event was impromptu. It felt like it yeah. most of the time. It was. It really was. <laughs> like you, when the moment you got there, you there was no script. Uh, it was everybody ad-libbing to everybody else the whole time, mm-hmm. <laughs> even the people that were visitors. But that was it, and, and I had to do some research on the word steampunk, and immediately when I saw what what it represents, immediately, oh, oh yeah, okay, well, I know exactly what that is. I've kind of always been attracted to that and been around it, and, you know, and and uh, the whole um, the whole idea of, of technology from the future that is, you know, based on technology from the past, yep. and you've got the ability to do things that you never could have done with an actual steam engine. You can do things that are far more cooler than that. Um, like sp- split the space time portal and end up at <laughs> in that little town. We are in the oh, okay. A little fiction. In your science. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you have to have a little, you have to have a little um, freedom, a little leeway to, to use your imagination when it comes to science. Cause all science makes Jack a doll boy. Yeah. But, but it's funny that you should say that because you are like, elbows deep in science um for, uh, after an otanium that sort of jump-started you into a whole new direction uh in your your interests dare i say in your career path it did. uh so what are you doing with it uh yeah what, uh, it, it was it was a, a you know if someone had said to me then hey in, in a couple of years you're going to be doing science shows at, at school districts and you're going to be sponsored by maker affair and south by southwest is going to do this and that and all these things i would have laughed i would have just said oh that's that's hilarious um and uh but i'll be darned and and so that that is what happened it and I, what happened was i spent an entire weekend dressed in period clothing a very a uh, nice suit from the 1800s made by Gentlemen's Emporium. And they have fantastic stuff, by the way. If you, um, if you have never seen Gentlemen's Emporium online, Google it, and they've just got fantastic clothing. And it's the little thing. Uh, you'll, you'll go and you'll see people who don't really understand how period clothing works. Uh, everything's so tailor-fitted today. Um, and you'll see that people will say, oh, the shirt's too loose. It didn't fit me right. And, well, welcome to the 1800s. You know, you're <laughs> lucky you had a shirt. Um, but they do it right. And so I spent an entire weekend in that. And and I had to learn the art of ad lib, not ad lib, of, um, um, yeah, of ad lib, of um, working like, with like improv. improv. Thank you. Improv, that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the gift of tab. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and or if yeah, I had to I had to I had to learn that you know that that table tennis of uh, of working with people that way, which is something I always did until the you know until someone says okay now do it. Yeah, like, don't, yeah. oh, <laughs> I don't know how to talk. So after that happened, I, I I really did get really comfortable in that and and around the people and you you let your mind go and and I. I don't, I don't do LARPing really, and I don't do, uh, I, I don't really dress up for any other reason other than to do my shows as a, as the host. So, so I don't get all the opportunities, you know. And when you do, you get, you get this comfort when you, you find that place. There, if you, if you look at a lot of interviews from a lot of famous people, everything from actors to, uh, 
to um, people in sports, for example, basketball players. There's a um, one particular basketball player, I cannot remember the name, but before he does any kind of public speaking, he has to hold the basketball because that's what got him to where he's, why he's being asked to, to talk now. <laughs> and he'll go sit alone and hold the basketball, feel the texture, and it brings okay. you to that comfort spot. Yeah, yeah. So he uses the the basketball as sort of his, his focus, focus yeah. to create the character yes, that's, that, that he is as a basketball player. Exactly right. I totally understand that. Yeah, yeah. So the suit for me or putting a light bulb in my hand or, you know, something technical um, and I'm there. And that helps me um, share what I'm sharing um, more believably and, and add a little bit of stage to, to you know, what would otherwise just be like a lecture. So during, so during your shows, are you like kind of taking on a persona Edison still, or are you just being yourself for the most part? You know, I'm, I'm being myself, and it's less about Thomas Elva Edison, even though that's the, the, the character and how I, you know. Uh, that's what got you started. That's what got me started, and, and it's kind of an homage to somebody who, uh, as a kid, I grew up really liking, like, wow, look at all the cool stuff. And it was the one of the first books I had on, on tinkering and inventions and things. Um, but it, for me, it's more... Um, it's more about just kind of setting the stage, giving somebody something to look at. You know, there's an early American scientist. Let's see what he's got to say. Um, yeah, you still use the costume. Uh, I, I've seen you at shows. Yeah. And now we're looking at your website. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so you, you're still putting on the air of the showman. It's the showman. Yeah. yeah, it's the showman. And, and, and it, it helps. And, and the kids like it. They usually, the first question is, oh, are you a magician? It's like, nope, but I'm going to take science as close like, comfortably to magic as we can get. I'm better. I'm a scientist. <laughs> That's <laughs> Science! <laughs> That's, yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather see the magic. <laughs> you can do yeah. all kinds of science, magic-looking things with science. You the, the magician Yes. Yeah. I'm going to shake this bottle, and if it doesn't explode, it's going to be really neat. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to make your hair stand up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's that's hilarious because I I actually um, several years before the whole unobtainium thing, I did a set design for this little trailer that was supposed to be in between the two halves of the Grindhouse film by Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino. And so um, we, we made the little the little the little thing there. I was associate producer and a, and a, a Native American thug dressed at the my hair was much longer at the time. And 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 I had all this chemi- chemistry equipment. And they said, hey, did you build us a meth lab? <laughs> like, I'm going to build you the best meth lab that I've never seen because I have no, no idea what's in it. But I'm, we're, we're gonna there'll, make, be, there'll be stuff. It'll <laughs> yeah. be a lab. I'll Google that. Just, just hold on. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to set all this up, and then we're going to set a mason jar half filled with something laying sideways. I think that's all you need. Because <laughs> somebody spilled something, and then it blew up, and that's <laughs> – no, but to, to answer your question about how did this keep going? Um, so we did the event and I, and I was opposite of, of um, a, a very good gentleman by the name of Edwin Wise who mm-hmm. played uh, Nikola Tesla. Yep. And um, he had, you know, had built Tesla coils and had this wonderful personality that just seemed to just, you know, match what you would imagine. And afterwards people were like, we want to see an encore. And that's really what happened. And then people still say that today. Yes, really. Other than us, I mean, obviously we say. That. <laughs> um, but I mean, it was fantastic. Just uh, in in rehearsals uh, at my house, you and Edwin would come over, and a rehearsal would just stop because you guys brought science toys over. Definitely, it was always fun. <laughs> and and to show each other up, and uh, I remember at one point you had Tesla coil envy. Oh or yeah! Did. I, I know, know I did. I had it. Just were just fun to watch yeah, compete, because you competing were competing Tesla coils kind of thing. Knowledge guys, and it was just <laughs> magic to the rest of us. It was yeah. well. That, those times at your house was magical, and I and, and you know the event. If you look back on some of the you know the reviews on it, um, people said you know, there was a lot of like, well, maybe if it went on another year, it could really grow into what we thought it would, what it should have, because it had the potential. And it never really, never went any far. We never had another one. No. But for those of us who were in it, the magic was that we got together for like, what, six weeks every week. Yep. And, and and many of you, much longer than that. And um, the rehearsals, you get, in, get to know these all these new people. Um, and it's it was no different than than doing a play at any kind of theater, the magic behind the scenes. And, you, and then you just don't want the party to end and the lights to exactly. go off. Exactly. Unfortunately, I was only able to be there for one day of the event because um, I had well, to, half. Yeah. You know, half, 
you know, it was a two day event. I was there, I was only there for the first day because I had to fly out the next day to for my a new job that I was starting for training. So I wasn't able to be there for Sunday. So I missed half of it. <laughs> and I, I regret it. But yeah. I had it. I had the work. But yeah, no, but you were there and I totally I remember you being there and you were part of it. And, you know, it wouldn't have been the same without you. The next day it was just bloody hell. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like I missed a lot. Because, <laughs> I mean, people, I, mean, I hear stories about stuff. It's like, that must have happened on the second day. Cause I, was, oh, I don't People remember. always will do that. Oh, all that stuff happened that day you weren't there. Somebody knocked over a mason jar at the end. I mean, that's all. That was about the most yeah. exciting oh. thing. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. So yeah, you're, you're, I mean, you're doing these science shows, and and it's been, it's been a few years now. Have you been doing you this ever it was, since? You said it was I mean, 2012. So that's yeah, yeah, four years. So you've you've been doing it for four years now. I have been, and they're picking up. And and so what started out is this thing that was very scripted, and but I mean, you know, also very uh, impromptu, but very scripted along that. Here was your script, and then Im, Im, you know, Im, 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 improvise all around it. Right. But. Um, as it slowly started to turn into a, a more of a show and tell for me, which is how it started. I already, I already had these, you know, this big collection of antique, you know, antique technology. That yeah, I'm looking at a picture of your table right here. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, you've got, um, you know, a phonograph on there, and I have a five Edison phonograph. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a, a kind of a thrown together quadruplex telegraph system that isn't really a quadruplex. The Smithsonian won't, won't let me borrow theirs. And I've asked, <laughs> I'm sure. they finally blocked me. They're like, this guy's not going to stop. stop. Stop asking. <laughs> and, um, and so I, you know, co- cobbled that together. And there's there's a there's the old test equipment, you know, there's some big giant just, light bulb, the, the biggest light bulb <laughs> that I've light bulb, ever been able no, to. No. Uh, next, next, you're, you're pointing at is uh, next to it. Is it a silver right dome? There. Oh, okay. They're both in the picture. But yeah. Yes, there's also the, the <laughs> that, silver that, dome. So yeah. that's the Van de Graaff generator. Van de Graaff. Yeah, yes. electrostatic generator. You, you love having that's the that's the star of the show, really. When I turn that on, I get out of the way because it shines. It's um, <laughs> it. I also have to like slip this waiver in. You know, they have the parent. I move their hand for them as they're watching their kid. Um, and when they're done, like, did I just sign something? No, no. But look at your kid's yeah. hair. It's like you know, yeah. they're having a great time. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he's lost his eyelashes. But, but you signed here, we're good. But, um, but no, that that came out of a museum in Chicago, a big museum of science and industry that uh, we ended up getting at auction back in 2005. So it's been I've had it for quite a while, and um, and it, it, it's a lot of fun. It, it's a belt that spins from the top to the bottom and picks up a big mm-hmm. charge, and it represents like a cloud and in the, in the ground and the lightning that hits and. Um, people love it. I brought it to a bar once after an event. <laughs> yeah. Weird West Fest. It was after that. And we all went out. I remember the Weird West Fest. Yeah. Yeah. We went, yeah, we went to the bar with that. Um, and there was an event. Burton Gilliam was there from, uh, uh, what was the, what was the show? Blazing Saddles. And yeah. so I got to shock him. That was neat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, there, I've got a, a photo collection now that's grown really big that has people with their hair standing up on end, and it's become kind of the thing. <laughs> I've now I have celebrities on there, TVOs, uh, country singers. Wow, I mean, that's awesome. Um, but so yeah, so 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 it's now become more of a show and tell. And then I'm just like, well, I need to start actually doing some proper, uh, you know, education here as okay. well. And so now I actually the way that it's evolved into, and it didn't take very long. It happened pretty quickly. I kind of had in the back of my mind what I wanted to do immediately. But it, I start out with some early physics. There's a wooden trebuchet, and and, and I fling Jolly Ranchers at, at the principal. Uh, you know, if I can, you always take the principal down a notch, and then you've got the kids' respect. Yeah, because they won't hire you back again. But you, but you got that one, so, but that, that's going on my resume. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I just leave a sea of burnt bridges, but it's been a great. So maybe maybe you should aim for the vice principal. Right? The principal, oh, the, the principal yeah, will like you at least. Uh, oh, that's oh, that's fantastic. It's brilliant. <laughs> you can change the vice principal because they call him coach. <laughs> that's always true, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, so yeah, so it, and, and so now it goes through physics, and then there's chemistry, and and I'm always trying to incorporate new things. I've got the traffic light demonstration now, which uses uh, it's a it's a it's an indicator of a pH or a potential of hydrogen hydrogen indicator that uh, you have a liquid that has alkaline and some sugar in it and then it oxidizes when you add oxygen in other words you shake it 
And with you, when you've got the pH indica- indicator in there, which is called indigocarmine, then um, then it actually uh, it, it goes through the, this range of color. And if you handle it just right, this is where the magic comes in. If you handle it just right, you've got the temperature right, and you prep you prep this all before the show starts. Uh, and you've got just enough space in the top of the bottle where the air is so you can get that right amount of oxygen, you can tell people, all right, we're coming to a traffic light. We're going to have it turn yellow. And you shake it once and it turns yellow. And then you say, now we need to stop. You shake it. Uh, we shake it again and it turns red. And then you shake it vigorously and it turns green. And <laughs> so you're a magician. <laughs> it's got that in there. And then you let it sit and it goes back through and you can repeat this over and over again. So new things. Wow. Um, I don't know half of what you just said. Yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. It's like, I'm going to have to look some of this up. <laughs> He's using big words. I'm, I'm using Google. It's hidden behind the laptop. They can't see behind the laptop. Um, <laughs> uh, so, it's, yeah, and I just disassembled um a, a, a microwave oven to get to the inner parts, and so oh, that sounds safe. There's it. <laughs> <laughs> not plugged in at the time. Uh-huh. Oh. Part, <laughs> oh no! I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite a tick. He's always had that tick. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> no, but yeah, you're right. Uh, just, uh, from Instructables.com, I've learned there's all kinds of good things in the microwave oven. It's a treasure trove. <laughs> yes. Just discharge the capacitor first because that can hold a charge for quite a while. And I tell people that. Well, you never played hot potato that way? <laughs> <laughs> I learned that from my grandpa. He used to work in those old big tube televisions and you have to, you oh. have to discharge the tube. Oh, before yeah. You- <laughs> that's so, a, oh, that's sweet. Um, yeah, it was always fun watching him work on his televisions. Oh, keep going. Go on. <laughs> that's, that's just word porn. Can you say that on here? I'm sorry. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I try to run a family-friendly show. Uh, um, so what are you going to make with it first? Well, because I'm sure you've got a number of there's several cool things. Now, I will say, kind of as a, uh, a, a little disclaimer here, I'm, I'm very much about safety. And so I, that's one of the things is that I... As, he, as I see a picture of you with a big, huge jet of flame in your hand. <laughs> okay. Don't look at what I'm doing. <laughs> Just look down at the big warning sign. Please, please, don't watch me. <laughs> During the show, I highly recommend you turn away. In fact, don't even listen, because you're probably going to learn something that you're probably going to want to run home and do. And, and unless you have a free old microwave laying around, you're probably going to take your spouse's apart. That's old. It was time for a new one anyway. Yeah. <laughs> or take your own apart. Yeah, here's another big challenge. What is this flame? What is this giant flame that you're doing here? Let's see what's happening. Here. So, ah, yes, that's the little nuclear reaction that's taking place in my hand. I'm glad you're so safe with these. <laughs> you know, uh, that is a. I take it's a mortar and pestle demonstration of black powder because I'll. I'll I mean, frankly, I, I I go into a school with, you know, basically, a, you know, binary explosives and, you know, and things like this. And I have to get, you know, permission to do those. I would think so. Yeah. That that was actually that picture there um, is actually that that took place in Wimberley, where you guys just were. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wimberley has been very nice to me. They've invited me back numerous times. And I believe that was at Jacob's Well or Scudder Elementary, one of the two. And and so it's it's about an ounce of uh, quadruple F black powder, and and then you you act as though you're grinding it, but the, but you never want to grind black powder. It's uh, chances are it's probably going to be fine. I'll, I'll write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that pan handy. <laughs> um, but but in reality, that when anything that the kids are around, like for example, on the table, I have the three beakers that represent these powders, but. Being that potassium nitrate is the oxidizer, that's the main ingredient. That's what causes the oxygen to form within a contained environment and can cause things to explode. So I don't actually have any of that in my shows. I have vermiculite, which is uh, the stuff you can get at Home Depot to put in your potting soil. It's not even flammable. It's it's mica that's been expanded by steam. It's white. It looks like it, but it's completely safe. Uh, I might as well have a a jar of dirt. Um, and that way, if I no, you tell them it's the good stuff. I, oh yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you don't want to steal this off this desk when I turn my back. This is good. This is the good stuff. Yeah, and I'm gonna set my pocket knife here too. And when I turn around, it better not be gone. It's right here. Kids today, I love them. It, 
so so yeah you you want to have the element of some fear in there but I, but you also have to be very careful because people will parrot what you do but they may not understand what's going on behind it they may under they may not understand um the actual science behind it yeah the science behind it <laughs> i thought um, i'm not the only one <laughs> it, I, I wasn't born with any of this either i mean it's you have to learn it it's um you have to you have to learn you have to study it but if it's worth learning it's worth it's worth really diving into before you ever can say, okay, I know all about this. I'm going to take it and put it in front of a group of people and teach them some physics or a lesson about chemistry. Um, because they may go home and have an ingredient that's very similar to what you said, but it may be different. And it may be something that produces a toxic right. gas. And yeah, different doesn't different definitely means different reactions. Yes. You know, yeah. So it's not like making soup. <laughs> no, no. One one letter different, you're not making soap. I mean it's <laughs> And that tastes different. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Differently the same. <laughs> uh, well, I kind of took us off track there. We were talking about what you what you can do with the microwave oven. Oh, <laughs> so inside there is a microwave oven transformer. I always derail myself with the safety stuff, but really, I just want to. Right, wanna, safety. Whatever. Yes, screw that. Uh, we we all right. Don't do stupid things. Now let's let's, let's, let's don't get, cha- don't change ingredients. Now let's get mad. So. Um, so you take out the microwave oven transformer. It's a big block, and, and you and you have to cut the welds and take the top off, and then pull the two coils. There's a primary and a secondary. Uh, primary 120 goes in. Secondary, uh, like many many thousands come out. Well, they're similar to like a neon transformer, and people play with those. People make Tesla coils out of them. A microwave oven transformer is not really current limited. It, it, it's extremely dangerous. You can make it makes an arc across your body. There's nothing to tell it to to hold back the reins, and it will continue to to pump amperage into you. Ouch. Yeah, until the, until your 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 house breaker actually trips, and at that point you are long gone. Yeah, um, I would think so. Yeah, but what's amazing about them is that if you pull the innards out and you put just the secondary back in and connect it to a single double A battery. You now have a, an electromagnet capable of lifting like 30 pounds of steel using a simple AA battery. Wow. Um, the, it's <laughs> already the AA battery doesn't explode or something. Not at all. It's, 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 um, the resistance is not super great. Well, it's, there's enough there to where the battery can actually run for a while. The battery will get warm. Uh-huh. So it will get warm. And if you, of course, if you sit there long enough, then yeah, then you risk having. Uh, something bad happens. You never want to use lithium batteries for this sort of thing, uh, alkaline, or that, that's it, really. Okay. And but it, it, it it's a pretty neat thing. And there's other things you can do with it. You can wind them with a big, take the secondary off, put a great big, thick couple of windings on it. And you now have a little simple handmade arc welder that you can you know <laughs> you can weld metal together. I, I've seen the instructables yeah. on making that, and I thought that sounds cool. I want to I want to weld things. It's really, it is fun. And, the, and then you've got the, the, the magnetron is fun. You know, you can put that in a coffee can and you know, hook it back up to the transformer and, you know, point it away from you and, uh, you know, make things explode. and uh, <laughs> Make things explode. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you have to be careful <laughs> around those things because it, it will do the same to you that it's doing to your, to your food. And Yeah, I, I, I saw somebody, I think they were Russians, because Russians are crazy. They, they made one of those in their backyard and they were pointing at stuff and uh, yeah. having a good time. Like, I'm glad they're doing it. So I don't ever want to. <laughs> they're, they've had their, their danger filter replaced with like, I'm going to be cooler than you filter. <laughs> and they just go for it. Um, you know, they meaning the videos that you're talking about. The right. two, there's two guys, yeah. I think, and there's a, the crazy Russian who calls himself. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And, uh, yeah, they, they, they're awesome. <laughs> and the accent sometimes is the best part. <laughs> it's tough working. See, I just... <laughs> <laughs> it's just great. Wow. Well, yeah, you got how long does it, like one of your science shows last? I mean, you know, is it like an hour long, two hours? What is, what is, what's a typical yeah. show of yours? So like a typical show, let's say I go to like a school um, and I did, a, I did a show not too long ago. You're in Pflugerville. I did one right up the road and you're in Round Rock ISD. And, and um, it was, uh, oh, when I did the, the fire, they really wanted that. And <laughs> they asked for that. They asked for it. Do you think you could pull something up? They, <laughs> Do you know what we had to go through to get that to happen? They had to bring Austin Fire Department with a fully manned four-person ladder truck <laughs> sitting outside the school for me to do what, you see, what you're looking at right there. Wow. Uh, and that's kind of where I said, all right, this is getting a little too much. This is These people are having to bend over backwards for this simple little thing. Um, 
I'm going to add more gunpowder. <laughs> well, since they're here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the ladder goes to 70 feet. I hate to waste your time. <laughs> we'll just put a little more and a little more. That's funny. There's got to be like a patch you can put on your shirt by the time you're done with this one. Um, so that so a typical show like that, I do shows, classes, camps, um, and exhibits. A, a typical science show is about one hour, 45 minutes to an hour. And it's a it's it's like a set. You've got you know I have the same things. I start. I have like a storyline that I go through, and I talk about the, the the devices, and I touch a little bit on the history behind it. I don't get too much into that because that's for me that's the danger zone because I can end up wasting ten minutes talking in like oh now I have ten minutes to show all the rest of this cool stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, less lab or less lecture, more lab is what I try to do. Now an event like um, let's see this coming Wednesday in in, in three days. I'll be doing a, a children's outdoor survival science camp uh, for Austin Tinkering School. And I just finished up a, a full day uh, camp with with the Lee County Youth Center out in Giddings um, that uh, that was a, a, child, a children's survival science. So now that's different. That's <laughs> I leave the uh, all the cool technology at home and I bring like stone tools and weapons and water purification and fire starting materials. But so I talk about more, the science more, more primitive. It. Very, very much so. Okay. So it's not as Flavio suggested to me earlier. <laughs> you take them out into the wilderness and you throw them out of a truck. That's what the parents did when they dropped them off at my thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a sink or swim kind of thing, you know? Throw yeah. <laughs> in the pool, you sink or swim. <laughs> we'll we'll boys, survive yeah. or don't. If yeah. you're here at five, you know, we'll bring you home and we'll feed you. <laughs> If you're not some simple tools, work yeah, with them. that's right. <laughs> so it's it's not quite like that. It's so less about going out into or, the, or not the Hunger Games. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I have yet to watch that, but I'm I'm saving it for the right time. <laughs> I'm afraid if I watch it, I'll end up incorporating some. I get some ideas. Yeah, it's, it's not so fun. I was told not to. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that. Okay, cool. It's two for not doing that. Okay. Um, but but that's that's a little bit different. But the but the shows and camps they can be an hour long. Sometimes they'll be you know two hours, four hours, and then I'll even do I've done as long as an entire week camp. You know six hours a day. It was a big NASA inspired space camp that we built like a mock up uh, space uh, space station ISS wow. and a docked uh, STS one thirty five um, shuttle that you know glowed under black light and it dials and switches and knobs. And they could crawl through this thing and had ducted air system and it was inside of a planetarium oh, when you, okay. I was like you build that in your backyard <laughs> yeah I know it was built in a big classroom and it had a these are much cooler things these days I'm, I'm jealous I am, that's why I do this I never have this cool of a childhood yeah um so it's you just never know, and I, and and they're custom designed. Sometimes, if someone says, "I'll give you an example," Laguna Gloria Art Museum is coming up. Um, they reached out to me and said, "Can you do some some demonstrations of of sound, making sound waves visible?" And I said, "Can you send me a video of what you mean?" And they sent this, you know, someone had taken cornstarch and water and made uh, what it's it's called like oobleck or something. It's a non non Newtonian fluid. It's mm-hmm. if you if you hit it hard, it acts as a solid, but if you drop so you set something in it, it acts as a liquid. And, mm-hmm. and, and I said, I think we can do one better. And so I'm designing some props right now that include a, include a ripple table that has light shining down that you can see the way waves interact. I'm building a, a chladney plate that uh, vibrates and you put sand on it. I'm sure you've seen these videos mm-hmm. where the sand breaks into the nodes and the, and the anti-nodes and the metal plate. Yeah. So I, I I've seen just that. It's amazing to see on in YouTube. Seeing a person would just blow my mind. You'll you'll be able to soon. I have a sheet of Lexan in the car right now uh, that I just came from the Home Depot up the road, getting part of it as we speak. So, awesome. so when is that happening? Because we're obviously going to talk about that to get people to go. That will be September 10th uh, at Laguna Gloria, the Contemporary uh, in Austin. Uh, I'll be there about four hours, I believe, three four hours. Um, yeah, and so I'll uh, I'll quickly just pull that up. Here on the on the calendar, and so September tenth. Yep, and it's it's going to be from ten a.m. to three p.m. September tenth. Okay. Yep. Is that outdoors? It's going to be outdoors. They're going to have an art exhibit. They're going to have some some water features, and uh, oh, and I'm going to be. I'll have a 
a frequency generator to control the sound of these, but I'm going to bring a Moog synthesizer. <laughs> that's going to be, I'm actually going to have a Moog synthesizer nice. that's going to actually be one of the sound okay, uh, wow. generation devices to cause the table to do what it does. And you know a lot about uh, uh, sound uh, from not only your, your science shows, but you also do uh, sound recording and music it, you're just you got your fingers in everything. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a renaissance man, that's for sure. Right? <laughs> oh, oh. You, you, you throw it against the wall and you see what sticks. And you hope you don't have too much of your heart in it because it, it hurts when it doesn't stick. You, you, it, you have to change directions. And, you know, that's life. You have to reinvent yourself sometimes. Um, it, it's amazing that what the housing bubble did. Uh, wow, there there went your viewer, your listeners. <laughs> just shut it down. I just ruined the show. Oh, well, you know, like I said, we have at least two, we have at least two dozen listeners right now. So. Well, they're all good. They're, at this point. They just started re-uploading it back to you. They're like, take this back. Housing bubble. No, a lot of artists. Um, when the housing bubble happened, affected everybody. Not just the you know the clowns that were taking advantage of everybody in the housing market, but it trickled all the way down to music, to art, to science, to people who sew, to you know to woodworkers. Um, because you you can't take that chunk of a, of a you know that big of a bite out of society and have it not affect the people who are working their fingers to the bone trying to make a living from shows and events. And I was a yeah I've been a musician my whole life. Um, I have been a composer for a long time. I play Native American flute professionally. I'm a keyboard player. Um, I have two albums. They're not out anymore. One was called Time to Dream. The next one was Fire in the Desert. Uh, let's see here. In 2010, one of my songs called Winds of the Desert Sands won the first place in the People's Choice Music Contest for Best Instrumental. Wow, and nice. that was when things were looking up. And um, St. David's Hospital in Georgetown to this day still plays a, a piece of my music every time a baby is born. They've been doing that for five years. Wow. Which is a humongous honor. Yeah. Uh, anytime I start to feel like uh, a little bit down, I think. Um, just, Babies hear my music right off. Poor things. I've been in that hospital twice for science-related injuries, by the way. One for, <laughs> one for a lung issue. I had you know stuff I was grinding and ended up getting past my mask and into my lungs, and I ended up in ICU. And uh, called called pleurisy, uh, lining in your lung swells up and starts to produce liquid. You don't want that in there. And I, I and, and and they put me on morphine. The first time I've ever been on it. And I kept asking, "Will you play my music? Will you play my music?" And the <laughs> like, doctor's what, what like, are you "Talking about." <laughs> Cut that dosage back. You <laughs> <laughs> gave him too much. You're like, oh, no, my music's when, here. Right? Yeah, when the when the baby's born, they're yeah. gonna. Oh, play my Lord. music. <laughs> I think at that point I actually had someone pat me on the head. Sweet little man. So I never heard it. Like, I am going into that labor area and I'm throwing firecrackers in there. I want to hear some babies being born. <laughs> I want some music. My music. Come on, finish. <laughs> Breach. What does that mean? Whatever. Get him out. But no. It, so that happened, and then and um. And, and uh, yeah, I still play. I'm part of the, uh, the Lone Star Flute Circle. I, I, I own the Facebook page for that organization. I don't actually admin it. That's done by Robert and Julia Gatliff, which uh, they live in Pflugerville here, and they have one of the most extensive collections of Native American flutes on planet Earth. Wow. Uh, the Smithsonian finally quit asking them. Um, and, it, yeah, you, you go to their home, and, and you, your mind will be blown by the history that's in there. Unbelievable. Anasazi flutes that were the first – some some of the first ever found – um, so that that's a big part of my life. Um, and yeah, music, uh, uh, recording. Um, let's see here. I've been in radio twice in Austin. I had my own show on a station called KNLE. I was the host and producer back in the mid nineties. Uh, I had the evening show called the traffic jam with Daniel. And then about three years ago, maybe four years ago now, I was the morning show producer at spirit one Oh five nine, which is KFMK in Austin. Um, and did that for about, but almost two years. Um, you know, mixed all the sound and, you know, for the show and you, know, you run the, the console all live to the air. It's a lot of fun, <laughs> board up work and all that fun stuff. As I said, here looking at my little dinky little um, USB mixer here. Like, and we couldn't get to work. <laughs> yeah. Mm. We plugged it into the wrong USB port. That screwed up everything. Yeah, sure did. I don't know why that worked, why that happened. Well, I was the one who was trying to say, like, just unplug this cord. That wasn't in there when you bought the bank. <laughs> that's got to help it. That's got to fix it. 
<laughs> Not would have a great time at radio station. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's this do? Yeah. Oh, there were buttons. They said, just don't press this during the show ever. And my desk, that's the first thing I'm pressing during the show. So, now I want to know what it does. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the opposite of the... Uh, of the the dumper, you know, it it, it plays a bunch of swearing on on, on the <laughs> Why do we have that? Why do you exist? Why do you have that? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would? <laughs> yeah, we don't have a beep button here, so. <laughs> and I don't. And I don't. I don't really. Um, I don't do any editing or anything really. Yeah. I, mean, I might add something on the front or on the end, but I don't do anything in the middle. I don't change anything. That makes, so. it, that makes it special. So, yeah. No pressure at all, all. All mistakes, all bloopers are going to be recorded, except for that one time where we restarted earlier today. <laughs> well, that was <laughs> no good one. ever here again. Oh, really? <laughs> it's deleted. I deleted it. It's yeah, you <laughs> deleted it from all the devices in the room, did you? <laughs> Uh, you know. <laughs> what is her name again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was the last name I was worried about. Well, since you were in the New York Times, was that a big? Was that a big thing? I mean, no, my name appeared, but that was, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was for the that was for the uh, the showdown. That was uh, the very first event we did, and it ended up in the the, the Texas Monthly and the New York Times. Right. From that, that was in a New York. Um, I never realized I made it to the New York it Times. It did. It did. Um, <laughs> In yeah, fact, there. <laughs> <laughs> I got an email. Uh, I got an email saying, "You're not going to believe this, but go run, you know, to HEB and go buy the New York Times. You know, today's issue." Okay, flip to so and so page. It's an insert. You know, mm -hmm. they, they, there's inserts for every state, and they put that in there. And you, you, it, it almost takes a little of the wind out of the sail when you realize it's the Texas insert. But then you, you close the thing back up, and it says New York Times on it. <laughs> it's still in there. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize. I did not realize it was for the Unitanium event that that yeah, was for. Okay. It was crazy. It was nuts. You don't. You don't really. You know, it doesn't really hit you at the time. Um, you're just like, oh wow, that means I really have to make sure to put the A game on and. Uh, <laughs> no pressure, right? It was. Oh, you did a great job. I mean, it was a really impressive show. The one, the one I saw on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. um, you and you and Mr. Tesla. Took it, it out so with your canes and, and everything you promised. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he he killed me. You know, he killed me with his. You know, he what, killed me with his cane. I think you know, knocked me completely out, and then brought me back to life with with AC. Dirty rascal. It was a really good time watching that. It was fun. Um, well, I had you know, I had good coaches. I mean, you know, I, I don't claim any responsibility. Well. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're a humble man, but you, um, yeah, you gave me a lot. You gave me the confidence to step up there and do that. And I, you know, you know, close. I, I came to quitting that. Uh, you say that, but I just can't imagine. I, I contacted one of the producers and I said, I, I don't think I can do this. I'm, I'm these people that I'm working with actually uh, are actors at theaters and they're in, they take classes and you know they're working on their thing. There's and only I, like one or two of them. The rest there, of us are just. There, us. there were a couple of actors. Yeah. A bunch of LARPers and then a bunch of goofballs. <laughs> <laughs> I brought that count up a little. <laughs> and, and yeah, I mean, I I've always known you as being very outgoing. Yet yeah, your, your showmanship is is well polished, and you you just you always have some stuff to say. Yeah. So I can't imagine you not like I like the doing this thing. I like the little videos you put on on Facebook every once in a while. It's like I think one time we had like a little freeze and you talk, you know, you're you're pretending like you're starting to fire in the living room with a chair or something. You're hilarious. Oh, I, I the Tinder, I took one of the legs off the kitchen table, yeah. you know, and there's three more. Just put some weight over there and quit complaining. Don't put any of this. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, that was a while back, but I I still remember that little video that you put. It was hilarious. I got, I got busted for that one before I was actually able to get any smoke out of it. But I have started a couple of fires in the living room before. The first bow drill fire I ever started was actually um, in the living room, and I had to take it outside, you know. And um, it, it was, yeah, I'm trying to film so, it as the smoke detectors. Yeah, so you, so you got a YouTube, a YouTube channel now, right? Yeah, I do. I'm, I think I'm up to about 30 videos. Um, I would say that they're all pretty goofy. They're, um, you know, I'm not trying to be a professional videographer with any of these. So 
you know, I'm not sure who put the thumbs down out, you know, on there, but it's just, but we'll, we'll find you. <laughs> just, that's right. <laughs> I have, a, yeah, we have our ways. Um, but it's just, it's just for fun. Like I said, it's a family friendly event. I try to put things up there that just try to distract people from their day to day thing for a couple of things, a couple, couple minutes, but I do have a, a new series that I do want to work on and I've got to get wrap my brain around this, but I'm going to be diving into some antique technology and it's going to be fun. Like I will do the history on it. We're going to get inside the, the we're going to take antiques apart and see how they work and what, what's inside there and, you know, compare them to some new technology. And, um, and I think it's going to be kind of neat. Um, and then you'll see the, uh, the technology will work. You'll actually watch it. Or, that sounds cool. You know, we'll take the cover off and you'll see the inside of a, a 1905 Edison phonograph or you'll the inside of a, you know, tube driven uh, oscilloscope that, you know, has an x-ray warning sign. Do not remove this cover. And, you know, we'll, we'll remove the cover. <laughs> now that we've seen the sign, <laughs> that sign. Sucker right <laughs> there's got to be something cool behind that sign. <laughs> like I'm a professional. So I can do this. Uh, That's right. I'm gonna, I am going to say that, that noise at the beginning, but it's, yeah, that, so the YouTube channel is, um, if you go to YouTube and you just type in D G B N O P S and uh, DGB is my, you know, my initials, Daniel G. Bennis. And NOPS uh, was what I originally set up my YouTube channel for, and that was Night Owl Production Studio. Oh. So it looks like Nopes. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, DGB Nopes. And it, but I'll, um, I, I may end up changing that URL. Um, so many of my friends just helped me unlock some of the pro features because it's it's a fairly new channel, and I have over 100 people now. I subscribe when you asked. Awesome, yeah. Thank you so much. And so now I've, I was able to put some cover art on it that matches my website. Um, uh, my website, incidentally, is www.scienceshows.tech. T E C H. And I've seen a website with that distinction before. With a tech on the end? I have Your waited. <laughs> I even have the technology domain, uh, scienceshows.technology, and I park it and it goes to tech. Nice. Um, so if someone accidentally types in the full word or auto corrects to technology, it'll still take you to me. Yeah, I'll, put, um, I'll put links on our, underneath our podcast thank to you. all this stuff. Um, official Facebook page is, uh, I really have a lot of fun there. I have a lot more freedom. Um, so that the science shows page is you go to Facebook and you type in science shows.tech behind, you know, Facebook forward slash science shows.tech. Okay. Well, actually, I mean, if it, I mean, yeah, I just thought I just did the science science shows.tech and it came up with your page, but I, I actually earlier just Googled you Daniel G. Daniel G. Bennis science shows and it came up with the same page. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's finally, it's finally starting to get a yeah. little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, um, so even if, you know, if you can't, if you don't remember it, you know, you can, you can Google him, Google him. <laughs> You gotta and put the G in there, right? You got remember you mentioned you gotta, yes, put the G. Um, a lot of people, you know, just don't. They'll, they'll you know Daniel Bennis and that. I have a cousin named Daniel Bennis, and he's like, "Quit, leave me alone." <laughs> I'm not him. <laughs> Why are all these larpers keep, keep trying to friend me? What is a larper? <laughs> and um, but no, Daniel G. Bennis's cousin does not have enough friends. Go friend <laughs> Actually, he would love that. <laughs> he would love that. Now, there are, there's several Daniel Bennises, so... Uh, all of them. They all need friends. But I'm almost certain none of them are as cool as this. As, as, no. As this quit it. They're cooler. <laughs> well, I know. Uh, I know. Well, Thax and Erica, they always tease me that I have a, a, a man crush on you, so... <laughs> <laughs> I have a man crush on all of you guys, you know? It's... It's it's neat. It's yeah. You guys are. I have great. I have. I, I've said it before. I have the greatest friends um, on and off of Facebook. Someday we will meet them too. <laughs> so so, so <laughs> I'm hoping. So I mean, are you still open to doing? I mean, basically, you do shows, but you. I mean, you you vend as well. Sometimes or used to for the Wild West show, you had a vending. Just like you're selling little gadgets and little things yeah, or whatever that you make. You still vend Tesla coils yep. of all things. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually Christmas tree. Yeah, there were yeah Christmas tree ornaments, and I still have some of those. By the way, I still probably have about thirty of them left, and uh, would be willing to still part with some. <laughs> but um, I don't do much vending, really. It's more about just the show. The show, show and, yeah, okay. and um, I need to have a few more. Now I do have uh, some plans in mind. Like I said, Maker Fair is one of my biggest sponsors. Um, I work. I've been working with them now for four years. Um, um, Cammy Wilt, who is the executive director and producer of Maker Fair, also owns Austin Tinkering School. And so for anyone who is into making, crafting, tinkering, hacking, uh, every, you know, anything from astronomy to sewing to computer hacking, 
you name it. Um, it's a great place for you to go. And a lot of people who do their costumes, make their costumes, make their outfits, make their props. Um, they probably already have mutual friends that people may not even realize. Um, or maybe they do realize because there's so much of the, you you know, the pouring, pouring foam, casting swords. Um, this is all at the officer and tinkering school. Yeah, I was um, under the impression that well, I hear, I keep hearing about the school's events for kids. I didn't realize that it was for adults too. <laughs> the Maker Fair thing, or for the, what I do. Uh, Austin or, Tinkering School. Oh, Austin Tinkering School is more for kids. It is for it's, kids. it's the Maker okay. Fair side of it that's more okay. for all ages. Okay. Yeah, okay, that's that's all for all ages. Yeah, and um, <laughs> so if you look into those, um, you know, the, it that's more of an exhibit than anything, right? Because right. it's just it's just so loud in there, you can't really hear yourself talk, and so it's you have cool stuff, and you try to answer questions, and it's more hands on. You just want you want people just to feel intrigued and. Right. The world's biggest show until. Yeah, the last one I went to, I saw like there's that constant clockmakers. Yeah, yeah. It actually builds like clocks, yeah, gears and stuff. Isn't that crazy? And they're really, really good too. I mean, yeah. these are master clockmakers. Yeah, you could hand them the most expensive clock and they can fix it. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, the one I just broke. Oh. <laughs> And then uh, I, I met a guy from the Austin Toy Museum there, who's uh, who, who teaches classes on on uh, 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 pouring uh, molds, making molds, yeah. and, and then pulling pieces out of molds. Just anything yeah. you could possibly want to know about making stuff. Yeah, somebody in there knows stuff. Austin is so rich with people who just are have honed their skills at making things, and yeah. so I do have plans um, for for some some kits, some DIY kits, and um, I won't say much about them now, but they're gonna be, they're gonna fit the retro theme of my shows. They're gonna have a bit of antiqueness to them, but they're also gonna be very very modern technology as well. They're gonna shake hands. Um, I, I, I watch what the kids like to play with and knife switches. They love knife switches. So it's going to have to have knife switches in it. But, um, <laughs> but they won't be the, they won't be the dangerous ones that I have that I have to keep, you know, mm-hmm. telling kids to quit, quit licking your fingers and touching that. What's, what's wrong with you? After the second time, I think you'd quit doing it. What age group do you normally work with? When um, you do your shows? I mean, I mean, is there like a limit, a lower level or a higher level? Not really. Um, it's been all ages. I've done kindergarten all the way to, uh, you know, high school, all the way to senior centers. And, um, there you know, those old children, you know, <laughs> you know I got to sure. tell you, yeah. I, I got to tell you the, the, an event I did about a year, about two years ago now was, uh, when I met Mr. Alan Lepley. I don't know if you follow that story with the folk with the telegraph that we gifted. Tell to us him. the story. Well, it's a good story. You have, you have time. I'll make it quick, but I don't know. Well, I mean, we're, we're coming up on an hour, but you know, we're not, dead set on an hour. I mean, we can talk as long as we want, as long as people are willing to listen. (laughs) Sure. I'll make it fast. This was a really neat thing. And it it made me want to continue to do this sort of thing. Um, I did a show for a, for a group of, of my elders. And, um, these were retired people that had, you know, uh, had lived a lifetime of experiences and had the knowledge and stuff that, you know, most of us still haven't begun to, to get yet. And, and so, I was extremely nervous about doing an antique science and technology exhibit there, which is what it was. And it was kind of a show, but it was more, it was really based around the antiques. Um, I was, frankly, I almost didn't want to do it. It was, uh, I got invited to do it. And, and I just felt like, um, like what, what can I possibly have to teach these guys? They lived this stuff. They, I mean, they're, obviously they're not a lot. They, none of them were old enough to see like, you know, the, the first telegraph or phonograph being made, but they were more, they were still in, in function at least. And they were in, you know, in schools and things being taught. And so I just, I, I had to psych myself out and say, all right, you know what? Um, I, I can't teach them something that they don't know. I'm just going to say if this antique here had a voice, what would it say? I'm just going to, channel that thing for this afternoon okay and i'm just gonna let it you know i'm just gonna talk about it uh, what do i know about this thing at the very end um I, I was completely overwhelmed by the response the folks came up and they they were like i haven't seen a lot of this stuff in so long this was so incredible to see these things again and to hear the phonograph and a lot of folks you know um had never seen any of this stuff before other than in tv well i hear this this 
tapping, you know, on a Morse code, you know, do, 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 do. And I recognize CQ. I know that that's, that's somebody knows Morse code over here. And I turn around and there's a, a, a gentleman who I found out later was 95 years old, 90, 95, 98. Um, he was in his 90s and he was tapping out Morse code on an old code keyer that I had sitting there from the nice. 1980s. And, uh, and I, I, had, I had a group of people that were asking me questions. And I made a mental note. I've got to get to him before he, before he leaves. So I did. I went over. I finally talked to him. His name was Mr. Alan Lepley. And he was a retired um, engineer, electrical engineer, and actually uh, designed things that today we would still think were like way out there as far as technology goes. He was a hardcore electrical engineer and as sharp as a tack. Um, any conversation you wanted to have, you had to really strain to tune in, but he had everything you wanted to know. He could, he could teach you about any of the stuff that I had on the table. Wow. And uh, he told me, he said, I had a set just like this when I was a kid and I have no idea where I went. And um, he was wheelchair bound and uh, just watching him. And then I look and I see him actually tearing up oh, no. when I hear the, 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 the code make the tone, uh, he, he wiping his eyes. And I, you know, I could see that. So I left that night and um, I spent some time talking to him. We, we, we had a great talk. He told me about a, a light bulb much bigger than mine <laughs> that's in California every now and then, if you're lucky enough, you'll see it will light up. Uh, they've got one on a hill on either side and it's like, you know, hundred thousand Watts. The place dims when you turn that on. You know, <laughs> well, the power does. Everything else doesn't. And so he, uh, and so uh, it just it, at, that night it kind of hit me like I I would love to reunite him with with this thing. And it was it was what he said to me at the very end. We're both sitting in a chair taking like oh, I had someone take a photo of us, and it's it's on my Facebook wall. You can go find it. And I'm I'm holding a little device. It's harder for you to see the one he's holding because he's wearing you know he's got black clothes behind it, and I've got a white shirt, but. Uh, he's holding this little telegraph and at the end he goes, no, you're going to give this to me. Right. And I said, Oh, I'd love to do that. Um, and he handed it back to me and you know, I kept it. Well, I decided, you know what? I want to reunite him with one. So I threw it out onto Facebook. Anybody want to donate something? Um, you know, we'll, we'll do this together as a team, you know, five, 10 bucks max people, a couple of people donated a bit more than that. Um, but I wanted everybody, I wanted to have part of it too, you know? So I, I did the build, but we, I went to auction and I found that 1880s, uh, telegraph repeater that needed re needed uh, overhauling. What auction was this? <laughs> Where do you find these things? <laughs> um, you can actually find quite a few cool, very cool things on eBay if you if you just oh, okay. spend some time online. Of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been to all kinds of auctions, and um, eBay changed my life and made me very broke very quickly. <laughs> yes, uh, and and so. Uh, but yeah, so I got this thing, and normally I would say don't touch antiques. The the patina, the the years, they've earned that look. You know, um, you you you, uh, you appreciate the way it looks. Mm -hmm. But in this case, I wanted this thing to look new, and so I purposely went and got one that had a lot of age on it that you probably wouldn't want to put on your counter and show. It didn't have the pretty patina, mm -hmm. and um, and so I got down through all that, got back down to the beautiful wood. Um, Restained it using, you know, shellac and the things that they would have been used, you know, would have used back then and uh, did the hand polishing on all the metal parts exactly the same shine that you would have had. It's a star pattern on every single part uh, down to uh, about a thousand grit and you do it by hand and you get this, you know, the thing glows when it's done. Well, so then I built a custom frame and I got a modern code keyer that has a, a, an oscillator with a volume control a speaker, you know, a headphone jack and a pitch control. So he's got some ability to play with it and then put that all together into this custom box that had a handle on it. And we had a, a, a giving a get together in, um, and uh, we were all able to get a whole bunch of us were there and I was able to gift it to him. And um, yeah, it was, it was one of the most amazing things. Um, and you wonder why I have a man crush on this guy. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> oh, <shucks>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, um, but it, it really, it, it made me think like, um, man, I wish there was a way we could just do this all the time, you know, just to, uh, just find somebody and reunite them with some old piece of technology. And it, it's a, it, it's a, it's, it's in the back of my mind all the time. And so I think, you know, I, whenever I do a show and I see that kind of situation, I'm always making note. Um, and then, uh, and then bring in, you know, bring in the community because people love to be able to help with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, although I got stuck with the whole bill, but no, I'm kidding. No, I love doing it. I love that. That was my baby. Yeah, you spent a lot of uh, a lot of elbow grease on that. I remember uh, seeing pictures as, as the process happened, and it just turned out so beautiful. 
it was it was pretty interesting and it has a custom it had a custom brass plate that has the morse code on it that you can actually uh-huh. has the how to type it out you know the nice. whole did you, did you make that or was um, that- i designed that plate yeah. uh, designed it in photoshop and um and then had um, Longhorn Trophy in Austin actually turn it into made it made it come into an exist into existence in brass and black. Cool. And uh, when I saw what they did with my JPEG file, I was blown away. Um, it it was the finishing piece. It was the the hood album uh, emblem on the uh, on the Cadillac. Fantastic. Wow, that was a great story. That is a great story. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't saying we had to quit. If, I, if only I hadn't aboard everybody earlier, they, they would have listened to it. Well, then they missed out. <laughs> I'll have to come back later and try again. I, I'm going to post links to, to your show That'd on all awesome. of my yeah. sites as well. My, all my, yeah, my stuff. I'm, I'm going to spread yeah. this around as best I can. Like and I said, this will be released in next Monday, not tomorrow, but next Monday. And faith, yeah. Daniel G. Bennis, I want to thank you for coming over and yes. uh, taking the time to talk to us. This was an awesome time. Um, yeah, if anybody has any questions, follow the links we're going to post to to reach him on his YouTube channel and his Facebook page. Um, and then go to his actual web page as well, thescienceshows.tech. And that's I'm working on, on on the final version of that behind the scenes. By the way, that's that's basically a glorified coming soon page, but it's got so that's why it looks the way it does. Um, but it'll. It'll be more functional and kind of neat later when I get time. I'm no coder, so bear with me. Yeah, if you, if you have something that, you know, if you if you want to see a show or book a show, you know, contact him. I'm, we'll put his information up and talk yeah. to him. If, if you have a, a child in school who needs uh, to get a lot out of this and you are in the central Texas area, um, this is your this is your uh, this is your notification that this is the guy. Oh. Um Keep an eye out for Daniel G. Bennis. He is going places. We're going to see more stuff from him yep. in the near future. I'm looking forward to it. Same here, guys. I'm honored to have been here. I'm very, very grateful. And thank you so much for inviting me here. Yep. So until next time, um, mind your gauges. That's what we say to, to sign off. <laughs> <laughs>